Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Odyssey of Learning podcast. My name is Hunter. And I'm Courtney. And we want to officially welcome you to our Scholar Showcase. I know we've been absent from putting out podcasts in a while, but that's because we've been doing some pretty special work with our scholars uh, here at Odyssey. Isn't that right, Courtney? Yeah, we've been busy. I, uh, you know, you'd think that not having a commute and getting to work from your home would make <laughs> you have like more time in your day, uh, but no. I still feel like I have less time. Um, and so it definitely has been a while since we've gotten to do a podcast, but there's been no absence of powerful conversations in my life. We've been, uh, you know, working with our scholars on daily Zoom calls to investigate activism throughout history and build a definition for the question, what makes good activism? Um, so our scholars have been, uh, you know, looking through a list of projects and selecting projects based on their personal topics of interest their current academic needs, what skills do they want to work on, right? And then finally, uh, what level of complexity do they want to put into this activism project? Do they want to do something that's going to be very straightforward, um, such as writing a letter to celebrate the activism work of a leader that they really admire, or something that's going to be multifaceted and complex, like designing a proposed event for uh, activism once quarantine ends. It's been really cool to have these conversations with scholars and see them take these project ideas and make them their own. How's it been going for you? I've been seeing a lot of the same, a lot of strong, powerful conversations, a lot of passionate conversations. I really love it when scholars select something that is near and dear to them, and they really take these efforts to heart. And I think what we're going to unfold for you uh, in the context of this podcast is just that same sort of effort uh, that we have been working with scholars towards producing. And we've now got some scholar podcasts to share with you. And I'm really super excited to use our platform in order to help their voice along and, and let their messages be heard. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I um, can't wait to see how they combine their passion and interests with their newfound knowledge of what makes good activism. It's like such a powerful moment of application. And uh, I'm grateful that they've rolled with the punches with us on this uh, assignment that was supposed to be very community facing right when we were going to be back at Odyssey. And so to envision it through this online platform is a testament to their flexibility and uh, creativity when it comes to showing their learning. So without further ado, we present to you our Scholar Showcase of Activism Podcasts. I'm Rebecca. Hi, I'm Natalie. And you're listening to The Voices of Right Now. <laughs> In today's episode, we're going to be talking about universal healthcare. However, this is going to be more of a sit-down kind of conversation where we just talk naturally about what we think. Now, healthcare is really important. Well, I think everyone thinks that. But there are two different sides, the people who don't want universal healthcare and the people who do. There's obviously a bunch of advantages to universal healthcare that a lot of people don't take into consideration when they try to oppose it, which doesn't make sense because a lot of countries, a lot of developed countries have universal healthcare, but there's, so there's no reason for the U.S. to not have it. The U.S. is the only developed country that actually doesn't have universal healthcare, 
and it actually spends the most money on healthcare overall. So it's not really doing anything to help. Even more so is the fact that a lot of the times low-income families can't afford the healthcare that they need. Yeah, like in impoverished areas with like low-quality air, a lot of them are more susceptible to like respiratory problems. So they can't really like afford regular healthcare. So they kind of rely on like the idea of universal healthcare. Obviously, there has been like some steps to try to improve it, like especially with Obamacare, but it just isn't enough. And I think universal healthcare is the way to go. So universal healthcare started in the early 1900s and people didn't like the idea of it. Major political influences thought of it more as a way of leading to socialism. Like even Ronald Reagan said, one of the most traditional methods of imposing statism or socialism on a people has been by way of medicine. So they kind of thought like if they had universal health care or if they like brought up the idea of universal health care, they were going to kind of fall into that socialism hole, which obviously people were against. The idea became kind of popular like in the early 1970s because of Richard Nixon. He was kind of like the ad the starting advocate for like better healthcare and because he had so much popularity on his side and kind of like encouraged other people to like start liking universal healthcare. And then more people like more recently started also advocating like Bernie Sanders and Obama and people like that. And that brings us into the recent day where like obviously there are people like protesting and like they're activists for universal healthcare. Which makes sense why they're protesting. I mean, especially yeah. now with coronavirus, treatment varies between like $9,000 to $20,000. And there was even an instance where uh, some uninsured woman received a bill over $34,000 for coronavirus. And imagine the people who like lost their jobs though. Like, like a lot of people had to close their shops and like, like just stop working because of corona. And like, like a lot of people were depending on their jobs for their health insurance. And now that they don't have that, like, what if they do get sick with corona? They can't really go to the hospital or anything because of they don't have health insurance. They can't. They don't have a way to pay, pay for it. They lost their jobs. They have no money. They have no health insurance. And I, if I was one of them, I'd be like scared as hell. Like that's scary to think about. And I think, like, one of the reasons why healthcare is so, and, like, talking about universal healthcare is so complicated is because a lot of Americans aren't really aware about it. There were, the system is so complicated, and there's so many things that go into healthcare that, and a lot of people don't really make the time to educate themselves about it and educate others about it. Yeah, like, a lot of, like, the people that oppose it, they say that it would cost too much money, when actually we spend the most money while other like other countries that are like as developed as us they like spend way less money and they still have universal health care so like, it's not like it's a thing that can be it's not impossible yeah. to have universal health care in america the fact that we don't is yeah. it just goes to show that it's not about the money because other countries have proven that a universal health care plan can be affordable and successful at the same time yeah so, like, to make matters even worse, impoverished areas have really bad air quality, so they are more susceptible to, like, respiratory problems. And they can get the treatment if we if they had a universal health care plan, but because they are, like, in 
they're living in poverty, they really can't afford a regular health care plan. Yeah. Universal health care is important and beneficial for all parties. And remember, universal health care should be a right. Thank you for listening. We're your hosts, Rebecca and Natalie from The, the Voices, Voices of, of Right, right Now. now.